Hi, this is Mark Atkinson, and you're listening to the Cherry Jam Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 12, series 5 of Cherry Jam. Myself, Ed Price, Lawrence Landre, and Russ Brooks. Uh, Snowy's gallivanting off again to Barcelona, I believe, um, this weekend, or this week. Jim, unfortunately, not able to join us, but um, we've got some comments for them from them about uh, this weekend. Um, and it was where we will start uh, this episode, which is Gloucester's quite disappointing uh, defeat again, this time to our nearest and dearest rivals, Bath. Friday night, we all had a sense of hope more than anything else. And uh, it looked like after the first 40 minutes that we might be shocked and Gloucester pull out a decent performance, but were simply blown away in the second half by a much more superior um, Bath side who put a lot of intensity um, and skill together and Gloucester just couldn't really match that. Um, we will talk about the game, um, but I suppose the, the first thing to come to, Loz, because you haven't been on for a few weeks, so I'll come on to you first. Um, the overall, and this is a daft thing to start with, I didn't think anyone played particularly poorly from a Gloucester point of view, but we were definitely second best. And it's kind of how do you sort of square that circle from a supporter's point of view? I don't know. I generally, I've got to the stage where I've lost the ideas. <laughs> I, I don't know. The thing is, we brought a new new attack coach in, yeah. and we've got the second worst attack in the league. We got the second worst defense in the league, so that pretty much tells you where we all are. We're football. I think we were five. If the Newcastle game went on five minutes longer, we'd be, we would have lost to them as well. Yeah. Um, the trouble is, until the players learn how to control the game, we, we don't have a dominant enough pack. We we haven't got players who can who have the physicality um, that's required, and I think that goes a long way from the fact that we've put all our eggs in one basket with the academy because we've got no money. And we're not... We've signed... I thought, actually, it's funny you said that players didn't have a bad game. I thought Tuasui, for, certainly for the first half, or first 60 minutes, was excellent. Yep. Um, he seemed to be everywhere, and he was, he was the one bit with physicality, or had the bit of physicality, that um, we were lacking elsewhere. Um Vivas was okay in the scrum, but I didn't think he did a lot more else. McGuigan mm. was was the opposite, was everywhere. I'm not saying he was bad in the scrum, by the way. I'm just saying no. he was everywhere. Um, <clears throat> Fraser Balmain was not quite like he normally is. I don't think... He, I certainly think defensively we were a better team when Carrell starts um, at tight end um, because he does... Does an awful lot of tackling. I'm not saying Fraser didn't, but just I know, know that for it, that Kareel seat, or it feels as though he does a lot more tackling. Let's put that way. Yeah. Um, we just I don't know, I just don't know. I don't, on paper, we've got a good enough squad to be top six. Yeah. So therefore, you have to start looking at the coaches and the way we're being coached, don't you? It's um. George Skivington's squad, it's George Skivington's coaching staff. So if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, isn't it? You know, it's 
what what went wrong on on Saturday? Oh, sorry, Friday. Well, for, for the first 45, 50 minutes, not a lot wrong, wrong to be honest with you. And then we got smashed. This is a bath at the intensity and, and uh, really took us apart with their physicality in the game. I hate it when it becomes a physical thing and take, goes away from being rugby. But if you can't keep hold of the ball... We don't seem to want to commit at, at, at rucks as well, which doesn't help. But it meant that Bath just completely, well, they got hold of the ball and said, come and get it from us, and we couldn't. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot. No, I appreciate that. And also, <laughs> also, I'm very conscious that it's very different from watching on telly, like yourself and Russ did, to me and Jim. Um, you know, and obviously, Snow was on telly. But it's, it is different because when you're in the ground, that you feel you probably feel more of the momentum shift when you're in the ground, whereas you might not see the more specific technical stuff that you're seeing on the TV, um, which is I it, don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I thought that was one of the. Sorry to interject, Ted. I just think that was one of the more clear ones where you could feel the momentum shift, and I think that's why it was such a hard watch because I mm. I completely agree. We, we we had that. Pit, we were what ten line eight ten meters out. Yeah. Right? Next thing we know, we're back on our twenty two. Yeah, that that was, that was the one. I like, you just you were like, oh no, it's coming. And I, I take your point. Normally you don't see that, but this week you could. The, the yeah. technical thing I think was there were some technical things which you could see could contribute. But yeah, it was a was a hard watch. Um, do, you, do you so, Russ? From going to you. Um, let's let's take the positives. We always try and highlight the positives mm-hmm. as much as we possibly can, despite it being very difficult on this podcast. The first forty minutes, <laughs> excuse me, the first forty minutes, um, I thought we played with a really uh, quite exciting attacking intensity. Mm-hmm. We were clearly going, you know, getting the, trying to get that ball wide, stretch the Bath defence, and then go for the holes in the middle and it it, it kind of worked for the first 40 minutes it, it did and I think what I liked was we were kicking goals as well so we were taking points chipping mm. away it was all those things we kind of um <laughs> we've kind of bemoaned every week and I thought you know the one thing it's answered absolutely for me is Santi's 15 he was he, he's superb normally I thought that game he was up an even higher level and his defence and everyone would point to that bounce off by Murr but he was absolutely out on his feet by then. I think he just put his body on the line on so many tackles. In the in the first half, that tackle he put on Reed was an absolute try saver. So it wasn't just in attack. There was some superb defence. Um, <clears throat> individually, I, I genuinely don't think anyone had a bad game. Like, no. like Loz said, some were all right, didn't do anything special. But as a team, we were really solid. McGrigan was everywhere. It was nice to see someone in the front row pick some aggressive hard lines and give the backs options. Best best performance I've seen from Johnny May in a long while. I thought I, what was impressing me was it felt like he was adapting his game because there were gaps where he went through. That was Johnny May five years ago. He was able to stick. Yeah. but he had the sense to look for support we'd work hard to come back in it, it, it felt like you know he felt like he was playing well it, it, yeah like you said Ed, it was really positive and my I was already in my head going I'll be coming on to the podcast going where has this come from my moan is actually why haven't we played like this um you know um but and I'd say this is the but and Bath alluded to this in their interviews they hadn't fired any shots and that was what was worrying me was actually once they started firing shots 
they were scoring almost every time. Um, it, it that that was the only thing was I, I was I, I was slightly worried that they would come back into it, um, but not in the way that they did. I didn't expect it to be so dominant. Um, no, I mean, just a couple of things on the first half. There's so I again I agree with you on the players you picked out. I thought McGuigan had a great game. Um, I thought Tuasui Laws really good point. You know, we've bemoaned a little bit his lack of impact. Um, but I thought he did a real, he, not only um, with the ball, but I thought defensively he was really um, making a huge impact at ruck yeah. time when he, when we were competing at the rucks. Um, and I thought, yeah, just, you know, his one up, one up tackling was really good. Um, Johnny May again, you could see the the experienced head working there. I suppose, as you reference there, Russ, five years ago, six years ago, Johnny May when he breaks through that line, hits that line, he scores. He doesn't have that, and it's 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 so marginal. But if mm. that's resamit, that's a try under the sticks. And I think probably the only criticism, if we're going to be honest about this, is if resamit was fit to play, which he clearly was because he was on the bench. Why isn't he playing? So that's a, that's one thing. Maybe I mean you can all look back in hindsight, but you think well, you pick your most threatening and exciting players, and Johnny May can come on and be a bit of a. Uh, experienced head to control the, you know, control it a bit more, kick, do those ch- uh, kick chases, etc. I don't know. It's just a, a, a maybe a, a, a preference of mine. Um, but going back onto that first half, defensively, and it kind of leads on to what happened in the second half. I think defensively, that first half, I thought we were, the intensity we showed um, from our line speed was absolutely brilliant, and that meant that Bath couldn't fire the shots because we were we were swamping them, we were making them make mistakes. I mean Finn Russell had two or three really great little moments in that first half and um we 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 kind of just about kept him out and frustrated him. But the thing about Finn Russell is, as we found the second half, he's just too good to keep quiet all game. Um and um Lost the second half, Finn Russell started to pull the strings, mainly because Bath became far more dominant physically, as you mentioned, but also they just were getting over the game line every single time. Yeah, he had a bit of the arm, the proverbial armchair right in the second half, didn't they? Because as you said, they're getting over the game line and uh, certainly made life very easy for him to uh, weave his magic. Um, in the first half, as you said, he could, apart from a few. Uh, it was much. We made it much more difficult for him in the first half. And once, once that momentum shifted, they had a quality world class player at fly half. Mercurial think, world class yeah. player as well at fly half. Yeah. That could expose it even more so, perhaps than would normally be. Um, and he made us suffer. And... I think. Sorry, Lars, because I just yeah, had about Finn Russell as well. Is like even in the first half, I've, I've often been a bit. Uh, of a critic of his of saying he's a bit you know he had an attitude and stuff which is only ever what I've seen god he proved me wrong that night because even in the first half you could see it. he he is worth every penny they pay him because yes he's mercurial like Loz says he broke a stone but god his leadership like you could see him chirping away at the ref all the time there was one on their line and he was just constantly going at the ref going on what about something back there that happened what about that bossing his pack round and the shushing at the shed. And actually it's like, do you know what? That's the sort of shit house we 
we need. I, I, I thought it was actually interesting that there was almost a universal, even within the Gloucester supporters, were like, yeah, fair, fair enough. Play. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, you know, if you take away his mercurial element, he was a factor in that game. He just, and he, his energy was, he was always looking to go. He was bossing the players around. He was pointing, telling them what to do. God, we lack someone like that, I think, massively. And he, mm. yeah, he, towards the end, he was utter class, but I think he just bossed them in the game. And they had a few others, like Barbary was superb. Underhill was just, which is part of the problem. We didn't have anyone who could counter him, but Underhill had some huge turnovers. So like, lost that physicality upped, but they just had some players that kept me again. And Detoy, when he came on, was just ridiculous. Like, utterly destroyed us in the, in the scrum. It was a hard watch, that. So, Loz, go back to you quickly, just on, on the goal line defence, which is clearly an issue because we've now shipped a good number of tries. I think we're up to about seven or eight tries, I think, just on goal line defence this season. It's not, it, look, it, it is probably one of the hardest things to defend legally now because of the way that the offside line is reft. But other teams manage it. So what, yeah, what, we, you, we were is there anything we're missing? Like, is is it obvious? I don't know. No, last yeah. season, we we um, well, someone who's more better analysing defence might be than me might be able to uh, um, say, uh, say so. But I, I I didn't think there was anything particularly. But our organisation isn't particularly great. At I, times. I think that's like, the again, problem. Um, the reload when mm. the, the, the next pick and go goes, we 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 seem to be. If you can do two pick and goes, you find there's a load of space because we got a soft underbelly. It seems almost at times. Um, yeah. I just um, it's it's very frustrating. It seems to have gone the same place as what our uh, rolling ball has because last season we didn't seem to be quite so bad, but this season, like our rolling ball catch and drive at line out, seems to have disappeared as well. Yeah, Completely. Yeah, actually. Let, let's not get let's not let's not get away from the fact that. Two seasons ago, our forward pack almost fell over at the uh, at the, the the wreck because they were going forward so fast that we almost collapsed it when none of their players attached to us because we'd gone over the top of their pack at such force, power, and speed that they they'd all gone. And we almost and the, didn't the line because we almost fell over because of the speed we were going and couldn't keep going. And the key position. for me in that loss is it's the same players pretty much yeah. you know we are missing some for injury but that squad is there I don't know if I can add on the goal line I think Loz is kind of right I think it's our ability to reload to set it's a mindset attitude that isn't it just bodies on the right what I saw Ed that was frustrating and Loz has alluded to this is Bath just went at us after wave after wave after phase after phase and it almost looked like we didn't want to compete at the ruck and you, you just, you're setting yourself up to go back. So every phase, you just felt it was coming. And I think that's where the momentum shift was on on the Teddy, because you're like, they're just going to keep going. Because we've got no one who can turn the ball over. You're just looking at the rucks going, someone can attack that one. Someone hit that one. Don't hit every ruck. But you were like, <laughs> when I first was watching it, I thought, oh, our strategies are going to be quite canny here. And someone will hit one when there's a real obvious. But we just never competed. Now, we were knackered from the first half, I think, from that physicality. And I think that's the problem. We're playing a type of game that our players can't sustain for 80 minutes. 
But if you're going to defend and defend all game, you've got to have someone who's going to have some big turnovers or big changes in momentum when a Bath team are coming at you like that. So by the time he gets to the goal line, it's almost irrelevant because it just feels like you're defending. They're defending for their lives, tackling, but no one is stepping up going, I'm going to get you this ball back. And yes, we are missing people who like Val, who's good over the ball. Ackerman's quite good at turnovers, but there are players there who should have been competing. And I just find it really weird to be so passive yeah. in your out defence. So, so my point, and I raised it during the, the, the game and I've seen it to me it's 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 clearly a defensive structural issue because this has happened in every game basically we get to about 60 minutes and it's as if our physicality falls off the face of a cliff um you know we go back this you know we can go back through it so the only one that probably is a it's a bit different is the Saris game because we kept hammering away hammering away hammering away because we actually had the ball against Saracens um, but we just couldn't convert. But every other game, we've got to 60 minutes and it's been there or thereabouts and we've just fallen off a cliff. Uh, Newcastle, we hung on. Quinns, we hung on, but mainly because we kind of, Quinns made enough mistakes for us to stay in the game. Um, and, and it comes down to, you're right, we're not competing at the Rucks. Anywhere near enough, really. Um, as you said, there's one thing about being canny and targeting Rucks, but we're not even targeting Rucks. Mm. The, the ruck speed, the, the the ruck speed and the ball speed that Bath had in that second half, you with a with a player like Finn Russell and a player like um, Spencer at nine, you'd be surprised if Bath didn't take advantage of that because they had it was just almost instantaneous ball. So you're then you're then making players stress, which is half the problem because the players are stressed. They're in the wrong position. There's gaps. You start to overcommit. That means there's space out wide. And Bath will just get in behind us every time. You're then, in, then you're then in desperation, so you start giving penalties away, and then it's kicked to the corner, goal line, uh, a goal line defense issue, and it's happening every single game. And one of the things that when Waldock came into the to the team uh, under Skivington a few years ago, we had a dreadful defense. Our defensive sy- uh, systems were absolutely all over the place. But I think people were giving him the time because they were different players used to a different defensive system and structure, and it can take time for people to adapt. And actually, over time, we became tighter, became uh, more difficult to score against. And actually, for the most part, when we did lose games, we were losing them by the odd score or, or within a score. And it was just bounce of a ball, as you said, Loz, that ability to close a game out, to not make silly mistakes. The real worry is, and again, we don't get too excited by wins and we don't get too disappointed by defeats. But as a as a sort of overall arching thing here, the real concern is we're now getting beaten heavily and on a routine basis. So that's three games now where we've not got within uh, seven. And actually, we're now getting closer to being beaten by two scores or even three scores. Yeah, because that sales score that Bath have, have given us a stuff in, uh, Saris stuffed us. And let's be fair, that sales score alone flattered us. Yeah, that, think, that, it, we got 10 points at the end because we jammied a, a ridiculous try. And let's, you, you go back to the two games we've won. We've both, we've all said, if that Newcastle game went on, a few more minutes were in yeah. trouble. And Harlequin's come, you know, I haven't seen it, but from what I've read, like people said that could have gone either way because there was a decision wasn't there that went in our favour. We went up and scored. So it was, it's not like we won that game comfortably either, is it? So no. we're two, we could, there's two games we've won. 
that could have very easily been def- and if we lost both of those god what a bleak you know it's bad the thing, now the thing is as you're saying about 60 minutes right <clears throat> yeah i agree 100 percent because that's what's happened so far this season is pretty much seen um newcastle was six i think it was 67 and we gave a stupid penalty away on 67 yeah. minutes and that was it and that let that was all i needed there was a hundred percent momentum shift and we just dropped off a cliff massively yeah. and i think that realistically the weather was possibly what got us to 67 minutes before we did it instead of I agree. 60 well we didn't because uh, no one was actually holding the ball yeah it was, uh, it was and, 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 and then yeah. and then against bath it, it was 50 minutes it was all, it's like we're getting earlier in the game mm. that's the worrying thing yeah saracens was earlier in the game we didn't just drop off a cliff after 60 minutes against saracens <laughs> that was after about 25 minutes yeah, I think the, I say the only difference with Saracens was Saracens. You look at the, the stats on that game that we actually had a lot more of the ball, so our possession uh, amount and territory amount was actually significant. We did turn over the ball quite a lot in Saracens, um, and what and Saracens turned the ball over themselves. But what we couldn't do was convert. So I think it's probably the Saracens game's the weird one because we actually had more turnovers. We competed more at the rucks, but we couldn't do anything when we got in there twenty-two. And Saracens had three chances to score three tries. The thing is, is they're very clinical this season. So yeah, exactly. They, struggled yeah, yeah. Season. they scored tries against Exeter in the first game, but you look at it, they they were very clinical against us. And that <laughs> they, we played their seconds. It was one of those days where I was glad they weren't fully loaded. But look at what our seconds team did to bloody uh, Newcastle the weekend. They put 50 yeah. points on them at Kingston Park. It ain't often that people, teams go to Kingston Park no, and, well, and we score 50 though. points. Yeah. No. Well, no. to be honest, you. But yeah, the weather was a factor. But it wasn't there for that on Sunday. I don't think for 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 Sarah's no. uh, there. But what I'm trying to say is, regardless, it's not often that Newcastle, any team, realistically, no, at home. I mean, no. yeah, and whatever you look at it, that's the most points Bath has ever scored at King's Home. You know, and. To... <laughs> It wasn't that long ago that we were laughing at Bath for how much many points we put on them, you know, and it is swung massively in a short space of time, and that's what worries me, you know. Yeah, is that because they're coaching? Because their team isn't massively different. They just no, got it's entirely coaching. Stuff, coaching. It's that's, coaching. That, that's fundamentally lost. You're right. It's and is that what coaching. our problem is? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I, I think you know. I know people like myself and Snowy have been saying this for a while, and I'm not saying that to be a humble, like, you know, I told you so, because I really, I, I've repeatedly said I wanted to be wrong. But Snowy is, uh, and he told me to say this. I told you so. No, 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 no. I mean, direct you know, I, I genuinely, my thoughts were we would raise our game and it would, might be a flash in the pan. But I, that's what I wanted. I wanted us to raise our game. Cause then we did, because did, that first twenty, that first half, yeah. I thought we were mm. excellent. It was but, the best I've seen this play in a long time. I the mean, trouble is, Bath managed to absorb all that. They took the emotion out, the, out of our team because of the fact we were fired up they, at the start. They, and they, they killed just it. That. Yeah. And they took the emotion out of the crowd. They took the emotion out, out of the team and just... I, it, it does feel like out. the teams know how to play us, and that's down to coach. And you don't know for another hand. There were things like the, our bench is just we, we. You could see it. Bath's bench felt a lot stronger when they came on. Bath got stronger for their substitutions. I felt like, and Ed's alluded to this, we just got weaker from sixty, and you can't set up to play rugby like that. It's not. This isn't football where you can park the bus and hang on. One thing you've which... got to do. You, Sorry, Lars. No, you can't. Let me finish what you're saying. Sorry. I just, you just can't. You've got to do something different. And that, that's what always annoys me with us is 
I, I appreciate how hard it is to change a game plan, but you've got to have some other options, and that's what we lack. We, um, we were pretty much fully loaded in this game. Now, what gets to me is our excuse for such a poor season last year was the amount of injuries we had. And then the first four games of this season before Saturday, he's been playing those sorts of players that we've had. He was forced, with I do in quotes, forced to play because of our injuries because he decided to rotate right from the start of the season for some insane reason. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and if that's the case, what? why... why I just don't, well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with well, this because I'm just at a loss as to what going so my, that man, my, my cons- at the moment. I think my so. concern with rotation is rugby is a momentum sport. It's not like football. You need some continuity. And we've set, we've had so many different combinations. I mean, to be fair, Barton's played a lot, but Barton actually looks like he probably could do with a rest. And to be fair, he took a couple of big hits, put hold like the second try, was it, where he holds and holds and gets clattered late. But there are players in that side who need some help. But there are other players where we've had so many varieties of combinations. You just can't build anything off of that. And well, we have not benefited from the rotation now, have we? Because this this fixture list is not getting any easier, is it? It's pretty grim what's what's to come. And We've we've lost, ironically, and this is we've lost Mercer, who is the signing we made, who was meant to be the box office big sign. He's out for a while, and our back row looks very weak. I worry about our depth at second row. We we haven't got a lot of depth now to be rotating, really. It's just no. that it just feels like I, I don't use this last. It just feels the rotation's been a disaster, and that yeah. there's only well, one we, person yeah. that's on. There's so, only the, one person yeah, the that's other, on. Just one one more thing on the bath game hmm. for me. What was really where, where I think I lost. I've lost a lot of my memory of what happened in the game, but and that's not through alcohol because I didn't have a drink on Friday. Um, <laughs> No, I just want to clarify. That's your, brain no, no, no. Protect. Yeah. That's your brain no. protecting you. I, it, it was a, I think it was a, uh, I just don't care anymore when, or I've had enough, along the lines of I've had enough of this, when on 77 minutes and we need to score two tries in three minutes, so we box kick the bloody ball away. No, I remember that well. That we, one was... And I, 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 I would think, we, but in all fairness, we didn't have a lot of options because we'd gone nowhere. But no, because the whole structure still, had gone by that yeah, point. But the, even still, what 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 goes through your mind where you think when we need two scores to win the game? Because like, okay, well, yeah. one to get a bonus point, but for goodness sake, we're at home. We should be we shouldn't be looking to have to chase a bonus point. We should be look, the only bonus points we should be looking to chase is for try bonus at points. Home. Yep, and mm-hmm. and also that would have meant we could have got. Um, two points out of the game as well if we'd scored the tries yep. at least. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and we're kicking the ball away. Mm-hmm. I know. Ironically, when you know, I would rather have got smashed, turned over, and they scored from it. Yeah, at least we'd have been trying to. At that point, you're absolutely right, Loz. You'd rather go for the chance of two because there's no. They can't do any more, can they? You cannot give. It's not like we were risking giving them an easy bonus point to sneak off with it was there to be had. And that, that was the thing that annoyed me. And it's game management, isn't it? Why are you box kicking then? What, so what, I, what is... I, no, I, I can tell you why they're box kicking. It's because they're knackered. They're, ex- oh, yeah. they're, mentally, they're mentally exhausted, right? So we've got Mickey Young on the bench, right? Varney's now played. He's played the full 80. What you want is you want a guy coming on. Last, right, so you've got five minutes left or eight minutes left or whatever it is, and you need to score two tries. 
Bring on Mickey Young. What was there to lose? Well, uh, he's on the yeah. bench. Well, you know, you're, you from a from a we we get frustrated as hell with the fact that at, at sixty minutes, scrum half comes off, new scrum half come on, no matter what the the state of play is. You've now got to seventy minutes, and you can tell Varney's absolutely exhausted. George Barton is getting cramped. Um, Santi's getting absolutely smashed every, everywhere because he's put in like five, six ridiculous tackles. Mm. And, and I mean, look, the tackle that he didn't quite get right for on, on Muir. He'd just gone, he just made two absolute world class tackles and turnovers yeah. two he minutes was before. From one as well, he was, and, yeah, and, and he was, and, and, and the thing was, he, and he tracked over Ed. It yeah. wasn't his tackle in the first no. place. People criticize because I've seen people criticize him. You're like, he's he's the last line of defense, yeah. it's not on him, it's, it's not on him, and also it, it's literally a fundamental thing of. On the other tackles, he went. He went. He went to become dominant, so he kept moving forward. That was the one tackle where he kind of braced, got himself ready to to wrap, and Muir just had more strength. I it mean, in, yeah. In hindsight, oh. in that first half, it blows my mind how bad that score could have been if it wasn't for Santi. To be yep. honest, yep, agreed. But just exactly. just going back, just going back to the sort of overall structure and things like that. And we, what we'll do is. After we've talked about this particular game, we will talk more generally about the coaching and and the difficult decisions that are going to come up at some point, probably the end of the season, but definitely the shift in, I think, supporters' minds more generally. There's been a lot of support, I think, for George Skivington um, and a lot of goodwill for George Skivington um, over the last couple of years because of the situation he found himself in when he got the job. Um, I think people, even despite the disappointment of last season, I think people have had a, um, you know, people were kind of willing to accept Look, the injuries last year were significant. They were, they weren't just by number. It was the players that were injured. And I think that definitely had a, an impact there, but I'd, I'll be honest. I've, I've been kind of umming and ahhing about, you know, whether it's the thing of we have to, you know, we have to look at maybe replacing George Skivington, the coaching team, et cetera. And, most of the time, pretty much up until the post-match interviews, I'll be honest, I was. Look, it happens. These games, we, we, we're getting we're getting beaten by better sides. We are where we are in terms of the squad. We are where we are with funds and all the rest of it. We know where we are. However, any coach that can stand there with a straight face and suggest that we looked really good in the warm-up can jog on. I'm sorry. That is where he lost me. We looked good in the first half. Absolutely fine. And he said he can't really fathom what happened in the second half. Well, I can, because I think you're playing a totally wrong structure in terms I mean, of that, That's still that's quite worrying. And that's stressing the defence, and it's meaning the attack is screwed because you've got nobody there to replace it. But to suggest that we looked good in the warm-up can get in the bin. That is up there with one of the stupidest things you could possibly I mean, say as a Gloucester coach. It's a warm-up. It has no bearing on the game other than if you massively were undercooked, I suppose that would have a bearing on the game. But they are professionals. They're going to look good in the warm-up, for Christ's sake. I'd be be worried if we weren't good in the warm-up. Bearing in mind, it would have been our team attacking our team. And now we've established a bad (laughs) our team in defence. So the attack couldn't have looked good in that. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't haven't heard. I didn't hear that one. Mm. 
but wow. I mean, yeah. he's he has made some comments that blow my mind. The one where he's like, I thought we were really good for 60 minutes kind of annoyed me because it's like, sorry, George, rugby is not a 60 minute game. No, that one's pretty frustrating, but that is up there. I mean, yeah, wow. that's See, I can get I can live with that. We were good for 60 minutes, and then yeah, no, no, but because of the fact we were. And then we were we were terrible for twenty, and that's what they got to work on, isn't it? And extending the good sixty in into the full eighty, I can get that. But to turn around and say we were good in the warm up, yeah, we look good in the warm up. That's to me, that's that's like saying before a night out where you actually. I mean, I'll, I'll end, be on... end up falling out, spilling your drink down your white shirt, and you fall over and yeah. flat on your face and bust your nose open and saying, "Well, I look good in the mirror before I went out." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, even finding. I've never looked good at any stage. I've, no. got nothing, I've got nothing to add to that. Um, but going back to the better team one, I can take that if it's now and again, because that happens, that's sport. And I, mm. we've all been there. And I, I think we've been on this pod before. Go, do you know what? They were better than us. And there are teams I'd take that from. But you can't say that every week, because if you say that every week, what does that mean? Well, means everyone's better. It the means the last three games, the best team has won. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, but that, and that, <laughs> but that in itself, that's where it's getting worrying now, isn't it? That's and it's it, a yeah. really good job that relegation isn't in place this year because we've joked about it before. But I would be genuinely starting to worry at this point now. Well, we got I'm... a team that have had a worse start to the season than us coming up. But as you well know, whenever you're in a a, a bad trot of form. The one team yeah. you want to come up against because you can guarantee it to get kickstart your season is Gloucester, and we've got Leicester next. Yeah, but you, and I honestly think Exeter probably came off because they got battered by Northampton, and they're probably like, oh, yeah, they also had a red card. Yeah, but yeah, no, let's <laughs> say aside, it, it, just treat it on the result. There, they're probably like, oh god, right, that was hard. Oh, Let's have got. Oh, Gloucester. Who do you want to play? Right, okay, boys, how do we beat this lot? Right, analysts, oh, I'll have an easy week because I'll just take their line out, out of the equation, stop them getting over the game line and just target their line defence. And that's your analyst. Done. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we got, we've got, with a bit, <laughs> oh, you've got to look forward to this, haven't you? So, 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 Exeter have gone to one of two ways pretty much this season. They've either hammered someone or been hammered, and we have got the team that uh, that that are, uh, really were have made a name for themselves of being able to score from five meters out, whether it be a, t- a pick and go from a f- from a tap penalty or from a line out in a rolling mall, which even mm-hmm. if we stop the rolling mall, there's a good chance that they will control that ball. They will get the ball to ground and then their pick and go and go through us like they have been, uh, like through our weakness anyway, like they normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're playing yeah. them away. Yeah. yeah. And it's all... on te- is it on television? Yeah. Oh, great. Another national humiliation coming our way then. So I, so one of the other stats we uh, that came out over the weekend on Friday night was the form overall for Gloucester, and uh, was it two in eleven? It might have been a bit more. Than yeah, that, it's that, yeah, that that stat dresses it, makes it look all right because I think it's actually three and fourteen. If it's, you went back so further. just just to put this in, so I admit, Jim and I while we were in the Pelly on Friday night afterwards, that tweet came through from uh, Rugby Inside Line, which we retweeted. Uh, yeah, so it's two two games in the last eleven. Now, bearing in mind, until we beat Newcastle away the other week, that was the first 
away win we'd had in 364 days. Uh, and since the December the 2nd last year, we've only won, I think it was five home games. No, four home games. Wow. We've won four home games, I think it is, since December last year. Fortress has got well and true. Uh, yeah, that, that, and I, that, that, was, that was my big thing last week. I know you weren't here, Loz, but that was what I said. That for me, we, we had a big thing about you can if you brought back Gloucester as a fortress, you've done after work because you win most of your home games, nick a couple of away games because flipping hell, it's not like Gloucester have ever been good at an away side, have we? We we had we had a weird year where we did, but yeah, no one no one comes here afraid of us, do they anymore? And actually, I used to look forward to Friday night games. That's it's getting quite depressing now. It's like, how do we make everyone's in Gloucester's weekend start in utter misery? Let's make them play on a Friday at the moment. So yes. I mean, we we were only we played we played 20 games last year. Um and we won seven. And we've played five games this year and we've won two. So there we are. We've won seven out of 20 uh, sorry we've won nine out of 25 right, but and this is where it frustrates so if you take out and i do acknowledge this is a big problem if you take out that we probably cannot afford to get rid of our coaches mm-hmm. i i'm getting bored of i've seen tweets from people or messages saying i'll oh, give him time it's a one-off result or what are we giving them time for at this point what what do people you know and this this is this is rhetorical mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not just for you two what are people what do people think is going to happen where is what is it that they are seeing that i'm not <clears throat> because i am not seeing any green shoots i'm not seeing anything that makes me think a couple of tweets here and there and boom, this side are flying <clears throat> because it, it's not a pretty picture. I can't see what you are. <clears throat> We're coming up to trying to persuade people to sign for us. I can't see what people will look and go, there's a team I want to come and play for because you hear yeah. more and more that stuff is not right behind the scenes. Yeah. And <clears throat> we have got big players with contracts coming up. Why would they want to stay? And, you know, we can throw order, it's Gloucester, look at the history. It, rugby is a short career. These these lads need more than that. And that, that, It's that, Gloucester, look at the history, means Dibby yeah. Scott to anyone that's born and, outside and, the bloody county, to be honest with you. And that, that was it for me. I, I appreciate, Ed, you've put forward the point this isn't football, you can't change a lot in a season. But yeah. I think it's what you're showing by keep sticking with him. We haven't got the money to get rid of them, so this is probably rhetorical. We're stuck as we are, but that, that just depresses me. If if we had the money, I'd like to see us be bold, say something's got to change. We're going to get something out of this season because I cannot see us. I mean, eighth would be an, a miracle to me at the moment. It feels a massive achievement if we could even get to eighth. Um, anything other than 10th I'd take as a reasonable season now with what we've got. And that is just a horrible place to be. So I don't care what stick I get for it. No. If it I, I, I start and I'll stay, stand by this. He has to go. That's I'm done. You try to dress me, it up. You, you're saying anything over that would be, I, I'm, I'm struggling to at the moment because it's such a short season. It's so, so few teams in the league. I don't really know where any, team are with the exception of your obvious ones like um 
uh, Saracens who are going to be at the top end of the table because they, they, they've got such a strong squad. Um, I haven't seen anything of Bristol this season and we all know how they can be hit and miss. They're very um, missed at the moment. They, they could, yeah. yeah, and they could get they could get on a running either way. They could go win five on the trot. They could also lose five on the trot. I, I, and um, and I, I, so I think you, you, you look. We beat Quinns first game of the season, which showed a lot of uh, intestinal fortitude to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to to cut. We had an opportunity and we took it at the end yeah. of the day, regardless of what you think. And that shows a lot of lot of guts to to, to do that. Yeah. And you've got to give them credit for that. Yeah, but the, the, Quinns have now gone and won four on the trot, the top of the league. So, this is where Snowy's well, one win doesn't make you a good team and one, one defeat doesn't make you a bad side. But, but realistically, uh, one thing with the Premier Premiership is anyone can beat anyone. And unfortunately, yeah. we haven't discovered the bit about us winning the game. And, and I think Snowy's made this point a lot, to be fair to him, that it's not that the premiership is not a good league really most there's a lot of the teams are all about the same there's a real ambivalence but we feel the worst of a bad bunch at the moment and, and i think i i tried to say last if we were losing games because of silly bonus po- you know we were we were losing by seven points we lost a lot of games and we and i i think i tried to make the point back then doesn't take much to tighten up and turn that around and it feels like we've gone back from that but that is true now there, there must be something and this is this is where it annoys me with with the likes of skivs is hold your hands up because you've got it now and go the game plan isn't working we gotta do something new and that that's what i'd like to see i've seen like you said Loz, i don't know what our attack is at the moment the attack coach has been in for a while i that think the game attack looks could... right, though, to be fair though i think i think the Probably attack right, is yeah. fine i think the, yeah. the, the problem is if if you are um if you're if you don't take your chances which fundamentally we still are missing out on taking chances in the red zone i think we we the structure and the shape of the attack looks actually quite good we are creating opportunities and chances and then it's individual player mistakes are causing us to fail to score um probably an element of just a lack of composure now that could be for a number of reasons that could pressure be pressure probably. mental tiredness all these other aspects that you know when it's when you know it's you know you need to score because of the what's happened the previous few weeks you might try and throw that pass a little bit more or whatever. I think, I think personally, and I take if people want to have a different opinion, this I, I'm absolutely fine. I'm not going to, this isn't the hill I'm going to die on. Um, but the, I do think the shape and structure of the attack is fine. I think the problem <coughs> is fundamentally is our defensive systems aren't up to scratch. So, um, one thing that we we have found um, uh, around Gloucester over the last couple of years, even when it was really dark under the sort of the, the, the beginning of the Skivington era, where we really struggled for a year and a half um, to really just get any sort of um, form or, or or anything together, was that there was very little coming out of the squad or rumours around discontent or anything like that. And one thing that has happened over the last week, two weeks, is those rumours have started to appear. Pinch of salt, very much needed, but there's rumours of discontent around how good Skivington might feel the players are and equally how the players are not necessarily buying into the systems. Um, 
but as you know Loz Russ that is something that we've not really seen for a while but has happened previously I mean when Fisher was in charge it was basically open season for about two months because everyone hated each other yeah and I think for me there's there's a bit of there's probably I'm quite harsh on the coaches. I know I am, and there's got there's an element of both, isn't there? That you know, maybe you, it's really easy to have your favourite players and think they can do so, no wrong. Right? Look at us all defending Sa- uh, Santi for missing being bounced in the tackle. If you like a player enough, you'll excuse them. I think coaches, it's a bit harder to. That said, Skivs has had a lot of goodwill, way more than some of the other coaches. And we've we've had some dark times under people who were, like Nigel Davis, people wanted him gone a long time before he went. So there's got to be an element, there's something in it. But that said, those players, it Skivs' squad now. There's there's no getting away from that. He's got the players he's chosen to bring in, he's recruited. It's his game plan. They're trying to execute that game plan. If it's not going right, if those pl- like, I've, I've seen it before. I'm a Leeds fan. Ed, you might be able to relate to this from a Southampton perspective. I've had teams, we've had teams do badly. This is because there's a manager trying to get too much out of those players. And suddenly you do better because you get a manager who just strips you down to basics and plays a more game plan that suits those players. That's that's to me is the long and short of it. George Skivington and that team can redefine the way we play to get the best out of those players. That you know, it's a rugby team. The players can be better than the you know the sum of our parts can be better. We can build something from that, and that's what I'd like to see. If he's going to stay, he needs to start trying to do something different because the the definition, as I keep saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. But those rumours are there for a reason, aren't they? You know, yeah. um, and as pressure comes on, people are going to start getting annoyed with each other. For me, the one thing I think we do lack, and having promised not to swear, I'll keep it down. We need a bastard in that pack. We need nasty someone. Bastard, yeah. are we yeah. a, a nasty bastard. And it could be someone in the co- Someone has to fire it in. Because if it isn't the players, you've and the rumours we're hearing is not the way to call them out. But someone has to start holding them to account and drive them up. And before, We need someone who's just a bastard who in the doldrums is going to drag us out of this because we need something. It feels like we need a big performance. We need someone to stand up and go, I'm going to get you out of this. Cause that, mm. that's where it is for me. The, the problem Loz is in a normal season, you get opportunities to reset because you have international breaks. You have your Mickey Mouse competitions. You have your European games, which you can target or not target. We are pretty much going all the way through to February now. Um, there are no breaks. Um, so it's very, very difficult for George Skivington and the coaching team to kind of have a reset. Um, and and what do you, I mean, I, I'm intrigued because I know you, look, you you watching from afar these days. Is there anything, and obviously if you knew this immediately, you would be on the coaching side, but I want to <laughs> I want to get your opinion. Um, is there anything you think quick fixes, just let, let, you know, from your point of view as a supporter who has a, a, a myriad of opinions, what's your a sort of quick fix you would go Russ talks about angry bastard nasty bastard in the, in the pack or you know firing him up what about you what's your thought I don't know that's the trouble it, it's 
That's a good answer as well, to be fair. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just you know trying I mean? to have a think of it. My biggest issue is, like Russ says about having a nasty bastard, we don't have that in the squad, so that's actually quite... That, that would be... Um, Oh, well, we might as well um, handpick who we want to come into the team because we don't have that, and that's the biggest flaw, the biggest issue we got. Is we, it's not like we're not picking someone who could go, who could take that nasty bastard yeah. role on and go and do the job for us. Um, with regards to it, uh, I, the, what you said about when it came to the your, your analogy with Leeds about uh, and Southampton that and about a manager when he comes in, he just strips it back down to the. To, to, to the bare bones and simplifying matters. I, I think someone who could simplify our game plan a little bit more. Mm. We've um, <coughs> the pro, the pro, the, there's the other thing as well is I do believe the players are overcoached, way, way mm. overcoached. They've lost all instincts and we've played mm. for two, two, three years a game plan where it's been so risk fr- um, risk free, so limited, so um, struck obviously structure. No, no, but, do, yes, you know, yeah, we, we played so much without the ball. Yeah, uh, our players don't know how to play with the ball at the moment. I know they brought a new co- uh, backs coach in, but we we when we were at the Mark coming, Ed and I were at the Mark Cummings leaving day. We were talking to Luds, and he was turning around. And he was saying he said, that the coaches come in, and it's been really simple. Some of the things he said. Which has made a massive difference because, as stupid as it sounds, it was just the, that those little couple of bits actually managed to sort of like clarify what needed to be done to be able to get that attack working. Hmm. Uh, uh, but I think all of a sudden we've gone from, well, with the exception of La Rochelle, which it was almost as though the, play, the, the players went, do you know what? We ain't going to win this by playing how we normally do. Let's play it. Play it yeah, like, it's like a like player's revolt, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, because immediately he turned around and he said, Skivington turned around and said that we won't be playing like that again the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, so, How's that work type for yeah, you? Yeah. And and now uh, this season, we, we've gone complete, we, we haven't gone the opposite. We, we're looking like we've got a much more balanced game plan in mind. The trouble is, the players don't know how to carry it out, it seems like. Yeah. I think being yeah. overcoached in that way, in that manner. I think your 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 point about not having someone in the pack to do what I said, Loz, is a valid one. So I think for me, things we can do, someone's got to step up and start. It can't just be on Luds to lead. So someone's got to start leading on the pitch and have the bravery to do like, and this takes a lot of character. I know that. It, they need to do like what Finn Russell does, what Cifriani does and, and back themselves to be like, right, it's not working. I'm going to try something different. The main one is the rotation has got to go in the bin now. We've got to find a settled yeah, side that is strong, that is going to scrap week in, week out. And, and and that might do some of what we're asking. Because if the players know they've got to start playing to get themselves in the side now, that's going to start bringing the best out of them. Well, we got a bit 13, of competition got, doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. We yeah. got thir- thir- in the league. We got thirteen remaining cup finals, and we need to pick thirteen re- cup, um, cup final teams. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you're going to get ro- you're going to get some players obviously having to have a ga- a rest. Absolutely, get that. absolutely but, not but disputing rotating them to rotating the rotating out. Thorley for Reece Samuel or May for uh, Reece Samuel or bringing in uh, Morris in for Thorley or putting, uh, Lord, I mean, all right, not m- m- my personal favourite thing to do, but bringing Lloyd Evans in for Santi and moving Santi in at 10 or 
rotating the yeah. scrum halves individually, game on game, that's fine. Yeah, it's when you've got six changes. <clears throat> yeah, no one. I mean, let's be fair. What you're asking players to do then is to learn a new system week on week, or basically learn to play with each other six uh, week on week without any consistency. And as we know, the best teams are the most settled sides. As much as possible, you've got to protect those players because, yes, it's a really weird season this season. But, you know, let's, let's be fair. We've gone for, we're now five games in and we've not had any sort of settled structure. Let's, let's do it from now and we might and actually be all right in five to years, go weeks back, time. Just to quit the air, to go back to mm. what you're right, our attack is probably a little bit isn't bad if you... And that is because most of our team in the backs are naturally... are more inclined to be attacking-minded. A settled side would help defensively, actually, because we talk about attack, yep. structure and attack. Structure in defence is just as more important. You have to know what the guy on the inside is going to be doing. Is he going to be there? Is he going to? Yeah, that comes from continuity. You can't like. I've played in rugby teams where you know local level, extreme example. But you bring in your ringers, you bring in the players you don't know. Going forward, you're almost all right because everyone likes to run with the ball and focus on that. Defensively is where it goes to pot because if you don't know what the person's like, what's his pace like? Is he going to rush out? Can I, like you said, can I trust him? That that would help massively, I think, with a settled side. One, yeah. one thing that, that, that one thing that is quite apparent as well, and I know they've got a bigger squad, bigger squad, and a high quality. I go back to the Saracens again. Hmm. When they make changes, it's twelve or thirteen changes because, or even the full fifteen, because they have two, almost two, two sides, sides. Hmm. Right, and we've got enough players in our squad to have almost <coughs> two sides the same. You know, Lazowski seems to play most weeks at the moment um, for the for, for Saracens. Hmm. Um, Alex Good, whether he's at fullback or at fly half as well, tends to be involved most weeks. Um, but they they don't just make six chains; they'll make fifth. Uh, however, you know, most most of the team goes, and that because that was most of the team went from the fully loaded side that they played the home game against Leicester, yeah, against Leicester, to the team that played against us in essence, and then went and put fifty points on Newcastle. Yeah, but there's that. It's that they are probably in training as those two sides playing against each other all the time. Yeah, and it's also potentially a sad indictment about where they think Gloucester are that they put the reserve side against us and went fully ball against Leicester. Yeah, and yeah. So anyway, um, I think that was relatively cathartic, and um, also following on from um, the, uh, I, I really appreciative uh, for any feedback we ever get on this podcast um uh, and on shed we're very kind to people put some feedback on and we we did listen um and as you may have heard already that we we've done our best to tone down the language because we appreciate that overall um you know we try and get as wide audiences as as we can um so with that in mind what a load of fucking bollocks <laughs> on that note <laughs> um, I think we'll end there, but thank you very much, guys. I really do appreciate it. We've managed to just cover off the Gloucester Bath game, mainly because there wasn't a huge amount else to talk about this week, other than Henry Arundel got three tries uh, in his debut for Racing because someone passed him the ball. Um, but um, we will cover off other stuff uh, next week. Obviously, we've got Exeter, uh, sorry, Exeter on Sunday. Um, 
Yay. So, yay. Um and um yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see. I, I, I think we're all relatively uh not hopeful, but it's normally this is where Gloucester often put a performance together. I'm not saying we're gonna win, but we might have a decent performance, if nothing else. Um so we'll see. Thank you very much, really appreciate it, and we'll speak again soon. Cheers, boys. Cheers.